the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And we might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, on our program, The Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors and respects America's founding traditions of God, family, and country, and the principles established in our Declaration of Independence, in our United States Constitution, and in our legal justice system, you know, the concepts that all men, all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator, that's God, with certain inalienable rights. And that to preserve these rights, governments are instituted upon men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. In other words, America was founded on the principle and the very strongly held beliefs, revolutionary ideas, exceptional ideas that government exists not that <clears throat> government exists to protect the rights, acknowledge and protect the rights of citizens. Citizens <clears throat> are not here to serve the government. And of course, as <clears throat> we know that concept was revolutionary in 1776. It's revolutionary throughout the world today. In fact, it's most likely is very possibly even more revolutionary today. And that is certainly why patriotic Americans view America as an exceptional country. The term American exceptionalism, that's exactly what it refers to. It refers to people that had not only had the vision, had leaders and, of course, individuals as well, citizens that had the vision to create a government, create a country where those individual rights were acknowledged and protected, but even more so had the ability, the courage, the audacity to literally fight a war, a revolution, to overthrow the chains of of an all-powerful king, uh, powerful lords and landowners, a, a small, tiny elite that pretty much controlled every aspect of society. That's Something it was it was our ancestors right here on this continent, the original Americans, who you know essentially started out as, as, as British subjects, the colonists. They're the ones that established the country based on individual rights and individual freedoms. That something that's absolutely extraordinarily exceptional and revolutionary and wonderful. And the big mission, the mission of this program is to continue to you know certainly you know. 
carry the, that that process forward, if you will, to respect that process and to remind those that um, you know aren't that aware of it. Of course, pretty much virtually most ver- most, if not all, the people listening to our show are very aware of it, and that's the reason I love our, our listeners and I you know love the uh, the audience we have right here on FM. 105.5, The Answer, AM660, The Answer, and AM1520, WBZW. And once again, that'll be the topic of our program today. Today, it'll be pretty much just uh, you and I, which is great. I always love these times where we have a chance to, just to talk um, you know, between ourselves. I have a chance to share with you personally. Before we go further, I want to, of course, thank Chris, Tar- Chris Hart of the American Adversaries Program, the founder of the American Adversaries Program. For sitting in for me last week, you know, of course, Chris does a is an outstanding American, an outstanding patriot. It was an honor to have him filling in on the show for me and have, sharing his thoughts and his ideas with you on the Roger Franklin Williams show. I want to, um, and before we go further, of course, I want to give you this word from our friends over at Glenn Tatum Septic Service and let you know that Glenn Tatum Septic Service offers services for both residential and commercial customers. Glenn Tatum Septic Service wants you to know that pumping your septic tank is probably the most important thing you can do to protect your system with proper standard maintenance and by being aware of your daily living habits, you will greatly improve the life and health of your system. Find out great other great tips like these and find out more information at tatumseptic.com. That's TatumSeptic.com. Now, I'd like to talk to you about three main, share with you, discuss with you three main themes on the program today over the course of our our next hour. One theme is, in general, broad-based, is the Democrat primary for presidential primary. Um, Have some thoughts I want to share with you there. I think it's it's actually extraordinary. Um, the process we're seeing unfolding, I think it's in many ways personally uh, alarming and sad. The large number of actual credible candidates that are off on the extreme left end of the spectrum. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, there's no other way to put it. I mean, I, I, I'm highly concerned by that because, I mean, these are legitimate candidates. These are obviously people who have a large following, um, who have the ability to raise a lot of money, raise enough money to be a credible candidate for president of the United States. People that are just uh, don't even believe in the, the cherished, uh, strongly hold values that, that we that I just talked about that don't believe that America is exceptional in a positive way. In fact, I want to share with you an example of that. One particular candidate, Tulsi Gabbard, who's a very legitimate candidate for president. Uh, she's getting some headlines and making some waves. And uh, share with her some. I'll share with you, at least according to the New York Times, uh, what um, her, her mission is for running for president. I'll do that in just a moment. Um, but also I want to discuss... Briefly, as we've talked about before, the sad state of journalism in our country today, the sad state of the mainstream media, something that President Trump tweeted about uh, over the weekend, and it's something, once again, he's right on target, and I agree, and he certainly, with his crystal clear vision, sees the problem, and I, I don't really, 
I don't hear enough people, I think, on, on our side, and by what I mean by our side, it means the side of traditional America, the side of believing in the Constitution as written, uh, believing in the principles espoused by Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence, believing in our judicial system based on the foundation that that of innocence before guilt, uh, you know, presumed innocence, um, based on the foundation of due process, all you know, the right to face your accuser, the right to have the a jury of your peers, all these things that the right to have bail, all these things that once again are extraordinary and revolutionary to to um to America, you know. Back during the days of of Britain, Great Britain, our you know our ancestors, if you will, many of our ancestors, certainly the ancestors of the country, because essentially most of the people that came here, the majority of them, I guess, were um, British subjects, British colonists. They didn't have any concept like that. Uh, essentially, I mean, maybe for the uh, super elite, yeah, that was, that came down in the that was established in the Magna Carta, but um, that was only only for the lord, the landed gentry, basically. Uh, um, the princes and the lords. Essentially, if, if you ran up a foul of um, some powerful person, landed uh, landowner, wealthy person um, in Great Britain, certainly the king, uh, you could just be thrown in jail, um, ad hoc, thrown in jail. And who knows how long you might be there? Most likely, you'd rot. You could you'd rot to death there. Um, no process for getting you out. No process of facing your accuser, no due process of hearing why you're even there. Um, you know, that's something that we take for granted on an a, a, a absolute daily basis. But it, it's part and parcel of the foundation, the fabric of America that we should all celebrate and we should all realize um, is is a is a massively revolutionary concept in human history. And it's even revolutionary, I said, and exceptional today if you look at other countries around the world. That's what I'm talking about. And, of course, we got some insight into how the left views those principles, due process, right to face your accuser, the concept of uh, presumed innocence, innocent until proven guilty, uh, which are just powerful concepts that are part of the fabric of America, um, allowing citizens to have those precious individual rights, which are our God-given Birthright, but but in, mo- in most countries are not are not there, are not recognized, and certainly not protected by government. When we saw the Kavanaugh hearings, <laughs> you know, in fact, there was such a, a zeal, there was just such a passion by many on the left to to bring down Judge Kavanaugh that I even saw people. Um, certainly, there was no due process. It was it was the allegations of some of of, of people, multiple people who literally to an individual were found to be either abjectly making stuff up or just incredibly non-credible, um, massively non-credible. Not one single accusation could be proven in, in any shape or form. But as that began to unfold, and it, and, it, and it was a tragedy and a sham that he even had to endure those kinds of attacks, uh, outrageous, you know, unfounded attacks by non-credible people, but during that process, and as as and one thing that that, that that I took away from that, which is which is absolutely depressing and astounding, but also eye opening, um, if we can force ourselves to, to to face it, is that many on the left were, got to the point where they were saying, "Well, it doesn't matter if he didn't do it; uh, um, he still, you know, um, shouldn't be on the Supreme Court." 
I mean, we're, you know, it's certain people, it doesn't matter. Um, he doesn't get the right to be presumed innocent. Um, he doesn't, um, he's, you know, we know he's guilty. It doesn't matter what the evidence says. He's, he, he doesn't deserve due process. And I'm like, what? I, and I've even heard heard some of them, uh, some of these people on leftists, on left wingers, liberals, Democrats, however you want to define them, um, on the cable talk shows talking about, well, it doesn't really matter if he didn't do it. Uh, you know, he represents, which I, I, I can only presume they're talking about white males. Um, you know, he represents people that, that, that really, that we don't want to have on the Supreme Court. Um, it doesn't matter that he didn't do it. He, he doesn't d- deserve to be on the Supreme Court because this whole thing came up. I mean, that's the level of irrational thought, um, that, that we're dealing with here from, from the radical left. And now it's infiltrating, uh, it's creeping its way into legitimate presidential candidates. And that'll be a topic we talk about when we come back from our next break. And I want to talk about one particular candidate in, 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 um, you know, as an example specifically, and that's Tulsi Gabbard. Who she's, she's in the United States Congress. And you um, want to share with you what her motivation for running for president is. And it's certainly not to respect the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, uh, that's for sure. But before we go further, I want to give you a quick word about our friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video and let you know that if you have any kind of wonderful memories that are on outdated media or even old pictures, boxes and boxes of old pictures, uh, and certainly anything like 8mm film or old VHS tapes or um, anything that's not up to date um, technologically-wise, I urge you to take that over to Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. They can preserve it. They can get it on totally up-to-date, you August 2019 uh, level uh, technology, and you can use it and share it with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. We'll tell you more about them when we come back from our break. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. As we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Three major themes on our program today. It's going to be just you and I today. Um, I want to talk to you about, you know, in general, the Democrat primary for president. And just from my perspective, well, not my perspective, just the reality that, and the disturbing reality of how extreme left wing many, if not most, of the candidates are, and and certainly share my thoughts that that's a, a terrible thing for America and, and, and possibly for our future. Um, and I'll talk about one specifically. Use one as a specific example. That's Tulsi Gabbard, and I'll talk about her in just a moment. Um, another theme is the 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 sad state of of journalism in our country today, which essentially it's dead, uh, which is a really, once again, (laughs) very disturbing development. This just kind of really come along. I would say I begin to notice it um, to the extent that I'm talking about during the Obama campaign of 2012, 
And what I mean specifically is where the whole concept of factual reporting <laughs> apparently has seems gone completely out the window as far as the mainstream media is concerned. The fact that that the media, if you will, and actually, of course, major newspapers, magazines, major TV networks, smaller ones as well, you know, people who who define themselves as media slash journalists um, have many of uh, most virtually all in the mainstream media have abandoned the concept of factual reporting. <laughs> you know, back in my day, which is admittedly somewhat old school, but it's not that long ago. Um, back in my days as a student in the journalism school, school of journalism and communications at university of Florida, um, it was a cherished ideal that was literally, you know, taught to us, you know, very uh, enthusiastically and passionately by our professor, our professors, you know, bar none, there wasn't a single exception. Get the facts right. Report the facts of the story. This isn't your own personal um, opinion piece. You know, report the facts. You know, the, 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 the newspaper, the pages of the news, the broadcast airwaves are not a place for you to, to voice your own opinions. There's editorial pages for that. Um, report the facts correctly. Report the facts accurately. Report the facts fairly. That was journalism. That's that, the, and, in which there were very specific standards, and and those standards were in place. Um, you know, pretty much across the board. Even you know at, at the major news sources. Now, you know, of course, all my life, the major TV networks, which you know, back in the day were were extremely powerful, and I'd say, I'd say they're still pretty powerful now. I mean, the, the powerful their power has been um, diluted somewhat by cable news and, of course, the internet and all those things. But still, I mean, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS news news broadcast every evening. The non cable broadcast is still reaches millions, tens of millions of people. All three of them. So that that's a power. That's a force not to be completely, you know, um, discounted. But 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 the sad thing is that the whole concept of a journalistic industry, if you will, a media industry that based on reporting the facts, based on literally balanced reporting, and in fact, in, in my day and pretty much up until just a few years ago, there were actually standards for for to define balanced reporting. There were standards to define how to report a story. Uh, make sure you get both sides of it. If you get a quote from one side, get a quote from the other side. Um, don't use anonymous sources. These are all things that that lead to a high standard of of, of, of truth, if you will, a high standard of, of, of information processing in the country, and it's all gone out the window now. Uh, if you watch, certainly CNN is uh, one of the worst abusers, certainly MSNBC uh, or off the charts, which are, those are just – Pure opinion blogs, um, and and the sad thing is they're literally masquerading as news. So um, that's a topic we'll talk about today. Or obviously we're already talking about it, um, but it's, I don't have any solutions. But I, one one suggested solution is that more people, other than President Trump, need to be addressing this. You know, more people, you know, who literally believe in the Constitution, believe in um, free market, believe in capitalism, uh, believe in the principles expressed in the Declaration of Independence, our rights come from God. Governments are instituted uh, to protect the rights of citizens, those God-given rights, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Those who believe in that need to start pushing back against this and start to realize we've got a, got a real major problem here because 
obviously a lot of people are being persuaded by this. Um, and the evidence is you've got, what, 20-plus presidential candidates on the Democrat side, most of whom are just flat-out leftist, left-wing ideas, um, at vocally, passionately, proudly advancing socialism uh, as a way for us to, uh, to, to transform our society. And so we'll circle back over to that example I want to share with you, and that is – there's a woman running for president. I'm sure that you're aware of, of who she is. Those of you um, who listen to our program, she's a pretty credible candidate. I'm incredible. What I mean is has a, has a chance you know, to win, has has following, has has uh, significant campaign donors. Um, that's what I mean by credible. People know her name. And here, according to the New York Times, and of course, as we all know, we can't really uh, put always put a lot of stock in what the New York Times says. Um, but essentially, they're they're not trying to, um, you know, do harm to her. They they think she's great. <laughs> and it says um, this is a, a front page story in the New York Times from Saturday, August third. It's by Nellie Bowles, is a reporter, and and it, it states that Telsey Gabbard is running for president of a country that she believes has wrought horror on the world. And she wants its citizens to remember that. I'll repeat that because if, uh, if, if you're like I am, when I read it the first time, I'm like, that, I kind of have to read that. Did I read that right? I'm going to have to read that again. Okay, Tulsi Gabbard is running for president of a country that she believes has wrought horror on the world. And she wants its citizens to remember that. She lists countries, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Cuba, Vietnam, Iraq, failure after failure, she says. And to drive home the point, she wants to meet on a Sioux tribe reservation in North Dakota, where she explains the United States government committed its original atrocity. And uh, and to the method she has chosen to get her message out to a wider audience is to run for president of the United States as a Democrat. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is a candidate for president who the reason they're running is because they think America has wrought horror on the world and they want to try to stop it. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't quite even know how to get my arms around that. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. It's just pretty obvious if you listen to what not only Kelsey, Tulsi Gabbard and, um, you know, I guess probably a couple dozen other credible Democrat candidates for president are saying, but but to me that's just absolutely mind-boggling. I never thought I'd live in America in a day where the candidates for president, certainly the candidates of of one major party at least, um, hated America (laughs) or thought that America was this this massive evil force in the world going around uh, destroying the lives of people in other countries and on other continents. Um, and, and they wanted to stand up and stop it. That's why they're running for president. And, and but to tell you a little bit more about as as I mean, the horror to me is the fact somebody with these views is running for president. And, but but get this, Kels, Tulsi Gabbard, who's thirty eight years old by the way, was a was a, a military veteran, a United States military vet, veteran of Iraq, and she currently serves as a major. In the Hawaii Army National Guard. So this woman is actually an officer in the United States military. And her whole mindset is that America is a horrible country. And she's running for president. 
And she has a chance to win. I mean, that's that's where we are. And, you know, like I say, I've got no answers for it other than just to work harder to try to try to elect Trump. But, um, you know, it's it's I'm still in the mind boggling stage here. I'm still just trying to try to, to, to digest this. But but part of the of the issue is. um, And it's connected is the the propaganda now that is is being spewed 24 hours a day by the so-called mainstream media. In fact, I'm old school enough, I know many of you are, I remember when the so-called mainstream media was legitimate. In fact, it wasn't that long ago when they reported the facts. Now, all my life, you know, the so-called mainstream media, CBS News, NBC, ABC, the major news magazines, the major newspaper, daily newspapers, um, had a liberal slant, which they, of course, always denied. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's, Fairly obvious to me, but um, wasn't that obvious. But it, it was it was more subtle than obvious, and a lot of people didn't even get it, which actually made it more effective. But 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 a, a, a liberal slant on delivering straight news is is a much different thing than just absolute twenty four hour day opinion um, making and slanting and shading. And specifically, what we've got now in this mainstream media. Is, is they won't cover a story that doesn't fit their narrative. And that's essentially what we've got now is narrative creation, narrative building. I mean, what I mean by that is, okay, say, and, and I begin to really notice it um, explicitly when when um, you know, Barack Obama was running for president. I even noticed it. Uh, um, in fact, I would say Hillary Clinton was even somewhat of a victim of it at the time. If, if you pay close attention to the coverage in 2012 in the Democrat primary, Obama got much better coverage than than Clinton. I mean, he got the the glowing the glowing coverage that he began to he you know was he got for the next eight years and in two presidential campaigns. But it was kind of interesting to me as I was watching it, and this is the kind of thing that that I do watch closely. Yeah, you know, like I say, having um, you know been a journalism student <laughs> back in my days in college, uh, going all the way back to those days, and close observer of politics and government and, and all those things. Um, Hillary Clinton did not, I think, get a fair shake of in the 2012 presidential primary against Obama, which was fascinating to me because I'd never seen a major Democrat a candidate not get a, a, got a fair coverage or coverage that I think was, was may have been somewhat slanted uh, to their disadvantage. So, I'm, so that really got my attention. I'm like, wow, if, 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 they're, if, if, if the mainstream media is that enthusiastic over Obama – to the fact that they're going to actually, you know, give Hillary Clinton, you know, their previous darling, um, not so great coverage. That's a big deal. And of course, we saw that. You know, we saw that was just the tip of the iceberg, and, and we saw that play out for the next uh, for eight years. But but it's never stopped. Now now it's continuing. Now when they build a candidate, they pick their the few handful of candidates they like, and they create a narrative that's all positive. A friend of mine actually used to have a rule, a name for it. It's called the hundred percent rule. The kind of coverage that you're going to see that quote unquote favorite candidate get is nothing but glowing positive coverage. Anything negative, anything that detracts from that, it's just flat out not going to see the light of day. That's not journalism. That's not news. And that's, but sadly, that's the new era that we're living in, um, in terms of the mainstream media and the so-called uh, journalism industry. Take another quick break on the Roger Franklin Williams show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, 
back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. And this is my time. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Just it's great to have the opportunity to speak with you about some of these issues that um, are affecting our community, our state, and our nation. I know certainly I'm concerned about many of these, and I know that you are as well. Concerned about um, presidential candidates who see America as an evil force in the world. Um, specifically, one Tulsi Gabbard, according to the New York Times, according to the New York Times, in the Saturday, August third edition, she's running for president because she believes that America has wrought horror on the world, and she wants its citizens, you and me, to remember that. That's why she's running for president. Oh, and by the way, she's also a major in the Hawaii National Guard. She's a military officer in, in the United States. That, that's who our military – some of our military officers are now. That's who um, some of our leading, credible presidential candidates are now, specifically in the Democrat Party, are people that, that think America is a horrible place in a horrible country with a horrible mission and a horrible track record. Very, very sad. Um, before we go back to that discussion, I uh, want to finish telling you about our friends Rhonda and Vito over at Network Sound and Video, and of course, um, let you know how to reach them. And of course, they can Network Sound and Video is where your memories last forever. They can take any precious memories that you have, if they're on eight millimeter film, if they're on outdated VHS tape, like I had um, myself. If they, if you've just got Boxes and boxes of pictures, um, not organized, uh, you know that 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 are wonderful memories, but are just sitting in a box somewhere where nobody ever sees them. They can take that those wonderful th- items, put them in modern technology, whether it's a slideshow, whether it's a short video, whether it's on a CD or DVD, which is just a you know simple disc you can slip into a computer, whether it's um, on a flash drive which is also known as a thumb drive, and that's because it's about the size of your thumb. They can take all this information. You can plug it right into a computer anywhere. You can email it to your friends and loved ones around the country and around the world. You, 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 can, you can make these memories alive again. And, of course, I had no idea about that technology, or, or even I had no idea about even where to go to find that technology um, until, fortunately, a friend introduced me to Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. And then one, another one of the beautiful things about network sound and video and Vito and Rhonda is they're very easy to find. Located right here in, in our community in Longwood, they're on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood, 2520 in the Merritt Center, uh, over in the Big Tree area of Longwood. You can, they're happy, they'd be thrilled actually if you were to drop by to sell, say hello. They're very customer friendly. In fact, they love their customers. You can find them online, of course, 24 hours a day at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Or you can go old school and just pick up the phone and call them. And that's 407-834-8555, 407-834-8555. And, um, and if you call during business hours, a live person will answer the phone. That's Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever. Get over to see Vito and Rhonda today. Please tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. That, that reminds me, I got to get over to see him about some things I said. Talking about boxes and boxes of pictures. Uh, my sister's birthday was recently, and 
um, I thought, well, gee, I need to, um, I think it might be nice to find some pictures of her and, you know, get them over to, to uh, Vito and Rhonda. And, you know, f- now th- fortunately I got the process started. Um, and fortunately there were a lot of pictures more than I anticipated, but now they're still in the boxes. I've at least gotten the boxes, uh, you know, <laughs> assembled in, in one, in one, one place. But now I've got to take that next step, take the boxes over to, uh, Vito and Rhonda and get that slideshow made for my sister's birthday. And I'll, I'll keep you up to date on that. So now before we'll just wrap up this topic about, um, specifically Tulsi Gabbard. And by the way, she's in the United States Congress. I think she's a U.S. Senator from, from the United States Senator so, from Hawaii. So once again, and this is, I guess I'm not telling you anything you don't know because anybody who's been watching or following the Democrat presidential primary, seeing this play out whenever they have debates or as you read about any of the specific candidates, um, we're not just talking about quote unquote liberal Democrats. I mean, I long for the days of, of liberal Democrats. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I remember, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm so old. I remember when liberal Democrats, you know, loved America. <laughs> I remember when liberal Democrats uh, thought America was a great country and a great place. Um, well, now, what we got now is a bunch of leftist left wingers, um, you know, masquerading maybe as Democrats, uh, and, and maybe maybe they're not the real Democrats. But the only thing there is, I don't really see any of the of the loyal, patriotic, um, America loving liberal Democrats saying, "Hey, wait a minute, uh, Senator Gabbard, America didn't wreak horror on the world. America is not a horrible place. Americans are not horrible people." I haven't seen that yet <laughs> from any uh, any Democrats out there, uh, either personally or uh, on the national stage. So uh, that that's our situation. We've got, and and you know, Senator Tulsi Gabbard is just um, one one example. And as we watch the debates, we see numerous examples. We see about uh, twenty plus of them. And the problem is, it's very possible that one of those people could become president. <laughs> And um, but but even even that's um, if not now, four years from now, eight years from now. But to me, that's not even the biggest depressing problem or situation. The biggest depressing problem that that I think that we're going to have to get a hold of, and I don't even, I'm not sure. I think it's one of those things where you you can't handle the truth, <laughs> and I think one of the, we we can't handle the truth. And one of the reasons I don't see more people quote on our side, patriotic Americans. Um, of any party of all stripes um, addressing this is, is because is because the reality is, is, is so difficult to digest, to, to, to get a, to, 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 to grasp, to understand. Obviously these people wouldn't be out there running for president. Obviously Tulsi Gabbard wouldn't be a, a sitting United States Senator if there shouldn't have a, a large constituency. That's the thing. You just don't run for president and get on a stage and you know generate millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars in contributions that you need to have to run for president um, uh, without support. These people have support. They've got a lot of support. They've got millions of people supporting them. Many of them, I would say, most under forty. Um, but that's the problem. These aren't no longer fringe lunatics wandering around. You know, with uh, with three people following them on their soapbox, these are th- th- these people with these radical ideas. People that literally want to change America, transform America. Um, Obama's word, by the way, um, 
from cap from a free market system to socialism. People that believe, as Colsey Gabbard apparently has said or said, that America is has wreaked horror on the rest of the of the country of the, of the world. Um, people like this running for political office, holding political office, running for president, who have a large constituency of followers. People who think, oh, yeah, right on. Absolutely right. Yeah, we need to get you in there. <laughs> that's that's the problem. The problem, these aren't lunatics. They're not fringe lunatics. They're people with large constituencies. And just another quick example, uh, Bernie Sanders. He's almost as far off the deep end as Tulsi Gabbard, maybe even further. He literally waged a very credible candidate uh, campaign for president, for the Democrat nomination for president, uh, which took, you know, obviously he was able to raise the money, the enormous, out, outrageous, extraordinary amounts of money that you have to, to raise to, to, you know, to wage that kind of campaign, uh, credible campaign. And, and, and this is once again something that didn't get reported much on. Um, it was stolen from him. <laughs> Hillary Clinton and uh, Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz and the leaders of the Democrat Party literally changed the rules in midstream. They literally you know, wired the process. They basically cheated Bernie Sanders out of the nomination uh, for the Democrat uh, nomination for president. Um, <laughs> once again, that goes back to my narrative situation. And of course, that doesn't fit the narrative that the mainstream media wanted to have for the Democrat uh, Party. So they didn't cover it. <laughs> but, you know, some of the some of it leaked out. And um, uh, some of the uh, some of the the pictures, the the video of large segments of delegates at the Democrat National Convention walking out um, when Hillary Clinton got up to speak because they knew that she had cheated Sanders out of out of the uh, out of the nomination by changing the rules in midstream. Um, that uh, you know th- that's that's kind of that's where we are now. <laughs> that's uh, the situation. So, but I mean that's the narr- the narrative. But the, but the point is back to uh, circling back to the the, the fringe candidates, um, Bernie Sanders, you know, who literally just maybe four years before, eight years before, would have been seen as just some kind of a fringe lunatic. <laughs> you know, he he was um, he literally he, he represents the Socialist Party in the United States Senate. Um, almost should have actually won the Democrat nomination for president of the United States. It's not a fluke. It, 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 it's an example that there are now t- millions, tens of millions of people who who share his views, share his worldview. See, that's you know, see, that's what they want. Want to transform America and want to transform it into Bernie Sanders' vision of America. And that's that's a big problem. And I hate to be so depressing about it, but. Um, and like I say, I don't have really the solutions other than just keep doing what what we what we all have been doing, and what we do is work hard for for those people that um, advance American values. Trump is is the most shining example. Obviously, uh, keep defending him as long as he's you know advancing our traditional American values, of course. Um, but at this point, he's done an extraordinary job of it. And uh, but that's um, I don't really have the answers other than that. But I do think the first step is acknowledging the problem, and I think too few people on our side, if you will, are not acknowledging the problem. They have, have our heads in the sand. But this is the situation. Now we've got seemingly 
close to 50% of the country that doesn't buy into American traditional American values, that don't feel America is a great country, that don't feel that America is an exceptional country, that don't feel that America is that last great hope, that shining city on the hill. They see it as this place of um, that's wreaked horror on the rest of the world, that's unfair and inequitable and was founded on, on the wrong principles. And you know now those monuments must be torn down and... And all those things. So that's that's a battle we're involved we're in way, we're involved in now, and you know <laughs> we're just going to have to have to engage and, and wage, or and there's no telling where this thing could go. And that on that depressing note, <laughs> we'll get ready for our next break. And before we go to break, of course, I want to give a shout out to our friends, Dr. Patrick Saint Germain, and the great people at Saint Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com, and let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain is proud to be voted best chiropractor for now 10 years in a row. So when you're in pain, I urge you to call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. When you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. And be sure to tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. And now here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today, have this conversation. It's always great to be with you every week, and I'm very happy that you're joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Once again, I want to thank Christopher Hart for sitting in for me last week. You know, Chris had a great show. I always enjoy listening to his show every afternoon right here on FM 105.5, AM 660, and... um I really appreciate everything that, that Chris has done. Uh, in, fact, in fact, Christopher Hart is an example. He, he is part of the solution. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I said earlier before we went to break, I'm a little um, you know, concerned, if not depressed, that I can't really think of any solutions to this problem of, of, of the incredible encroachment that the left has made in our country. You know, Now they're in the halls of power. Now they're military officers. Now they're United States senators. Now they're running for president. Um but I would say Christopher Hart is part of the solution. Christopher Hart is an example of the solution. One man, he wasn't in the broadcast industry. He wasn't in the media. He just got the idea, the, the, the mission to that he wanted to be on the radio. He wanted to advance constitutional principles on the radio. He, he felt he had to have a bigger voice, and he went out and create, literally created that opportunity for himself. That's America. That's Americanism. That's why America is an exceptional country, based on hope and optimism and, and hard work and perseverance and overcoming adversity. Um, Chris is a phenomenal example of that, and it was really wonderful to have him sit in on our show and guest host last week. I want to let you know about our friends over at Sheila Auto Repair once again, and especially for those who are newer to the area. I know that we have brand new listeners every week on the Roger Franklin Williams show, and we have new people moving to central Florida on a consistent basis. Um, and I know big part of daily life, uh, an indispensable part, certainly if we need to have our car to get to work and most of us do um, finding the right place, finding a place we can trust to take our car um, when we have something wrong with it especially if we don't know exactly what's wrong with it and you know we have that sneaking feeling it could get expensive. Well, I want to enthusiastically let you know that you can take your car to Sheeler Auto Repair. 
you, you can rest, you can rest easy at Sheila Auto Repair. You don't need to have that stress and that anxiety that you might have a small problem that might get quote unquote diagnosed as a big problem and turn out to be very expensive. In fact, I've had numerous experiences with Sheila Auto Repair where it's exactly the opposite. Had something wrong with my car. Most recently, it was brakes grinding. Took it over there. I'm like, boy, that sounds expensive. There's no telling how much this is going to be. Um, oftentimes, most of the time, Demetrius or OD or Dave come back and say, hey, um, not that big of a deal. Problem's a lot less than what you thought it was. Um, so anyway, and a lot less expensive than you thought it was. That's the kind of that's one of the blessings in my life that I've got a place where I know I can take my car. It's bad enough when something's wrong with your car. <laughs> it's bad enough. That's that's a bad enough problem. But to not to have that anxiety, to not to know where to take it, or that anxiety to just to, to know you're going to take it somewhere where you just might get that sneaking feeling that you're being taken advantage of. Um, that's just more stress than we really want or we really need in our life. And you don't have to have that if. Sheeler Auto Repair is your auto repair shop. They're located 1908 South Horns Hospital Trail, Apopka. Urge you to get over to see them. See Demetrius, Odysseus, Dave, all the gang over at Sheeler Auto Repair. And please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now I want to, uh, I think, segue back over to, <laughs> um, on our depressing note of today, <laughs> The fact that we have, um, you know, multiple, I would say my last count, my unofficial count, close to two dozen <laughs> credible candidates for president under the Democrat banner that um, want to transform America into something that it's not supposed to be, not meant to be. In fact, the opposite of what it's supposed to be um, with, you know, a, a place that has an all, first of all, where, where God is pushed completely out of the arena out of the public square and off of the pages of the constitution um out of the culture and of course you know as we know what that opens the door for is an all-powerful government that dictates to citizens an all-powerful government where the role of citizens become to serve the government not the, the proper role in america at least where the role of the the proper function of, of government is to serve the citizens that's a really a revolutionary concept. It's a concept I think uh, certainly I know I take for granted. I think literally all of us take for granted. I, once again, I need to commend former President Ronald Reagan because during the time that Reagan not only was president, but going all the way back to the, his early days of public speaking, um, he never failed to mention that. He never failed to drive home that point is the the, the – just the, the basic core belief, as it certainly is, as articulated in the Declaration of Independence by Thomas Jefferson, that our rights come from God and that the purpose of our government, the purpose of our government in America is to protect those rights. And that in America, the purpose of government is to protect the rights of citizens and to serve citizens, not for citizens to serve government. Literally in every other country in the world before America was created, that was the, the situation. Citizens had no rights. Their purpose was to do whatever government told them to do, wanted them to do, and which oftentimes included getting thrown in jail and, and, and rotting away there with no due process to get out. One more thing that we should acknowledge and respect, and certainly I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced at this point that's something that's not being taught in any level of public education in America today. 
and that's another huge <laughs> depressing problem that we have that um, fortunately we don't have time to even address that right now. But I, I've got this sneaking feeling <laughs> that one of the reasons that we've got 20 plus left wingers, you know, who apparently agree with Tulsi Gabbard that America's a horrible place and, you know, the whole legacy of America is that it's, it's wrought horror on the rest of the world. Um, one of the reasons we've got, and all these people have are incredible candidates. They've got, they've got, you know, they're raising lots of money. They've got people out there campa- campaigning for them. They, they got significant, uh, some of them, you know, you know, one of them will, will emerge with the nomination most likely. And, um, at that point, you know, very, ha- you know, certainly has a credible chance to win. Not a good chance because w- when you throw in the fact now, and, if we, and once again, if we had a straight, even just a liberal slant in media, just a media like it was even when Reagan was was president, or even Bush for that matter, George W. Bush, even both Bushes, if we just had like a a, a liberal biased media, um, I, I Trump, I think his popularity would be through the roof. But the problem is now we've got a media that's completely non credible. That where all vestiges of journalism are completely out the window, all standards, even the concept, the whole concept of, of factual reporting is gone, out the window. By the mainstream media, I'm specifically talking about CNN, MSNBC, um, those, those most of the, the the large print media, New York Times certainly. Um, so now you've got narrative media. Their narrative is they hate Trump. Don't like him, want to get rid of him. You think he's horrible, and so everything they report, it, it, you know, is 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 geared to to fit that narrative. It, it's PR. It's what it is. I've been in journalism. I've been in PR. That's PR. That's not journalism. But what we have, it, it, and that's that's blogging. That, that that's that's a that's purely opinion. But but we but but the bottom line, without you know all the details, is we now have a situation where the whole. Information complex, if you will, what, what Limbaugh says sometimes calls it the the media industrial complex, is geared against Trump 24-7, 365. Now, you and I and most of the people that listen to this show um, have seen enough of it over the years. We, we've, we follow things closely enough. It, it's you know current events, politics, government, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence. All these things are an integral part of our life. This is something – these are things I think about every single day, things I've lived every single day for the past 20-plus years. I know many of you are, the, are exactly the same, most of you that listen to the show. Well, the thing we've got to realize is there are tens of millions of people that, that aren't that into politics. They're not – they don't follow politics closely. And I'm not talking about the, the left-wing fringe. I'm talking about good old hardworking Americans. Um, you know, they didn't major in journalism. They didn't – you know, aren't that into politics or political science or they just want to live their life. They want to go to work, have their job, have their family, pay their bills and, and, and live a life in freedom like like should be our birthright. But but they listen to the mainstream media. They watch CNN. I know people like this. They watch MSNBC. They read the New York Times. And unlike the way we read it, when we know 90 percent of it is, is, is slanted, um, you know, they sit there and drink it up. Think it's some kind of incredible news source. Those people, and, and and by my calculation, there are tens of millions of them, as is evidenced by a bunch of you know, presidential candidates that are that are full blown left wing America haters. Um, you know, uh, they're they're being influenced by this 
now leftist mainstream media. And that, once again, is, is, is a crux of the problem. And I hate to be, once again, just a, a voice of a one hour of doom and gloom and, and negativity and, uh, and nothing but problems. But I, we also need to, to, to open our eyes and realize these are the problems. You're not going to win a, a challenge or overcome a challenge if you don't realize you have a challenge. And if you don't really digest that challenge and, and understand it and, um, and acknowledge it. So those are the challenges I see. I think it's very disturbing that we've got a bunch, if you will, of candidates running for president on the Democrat side that, that do not, do not buy into or, or, you know, uphold or do not believe in traditional American values that apparently they believe in leftist values, get God out of their public square, you know, um, don't believe our rights come from God, want an all powerful government, want a government that's going to tell you and control everything, want a socialism, a socialist economy, um, economic system, you, all, all those, you know, you know, want to tear down monuments, want to recreate history. That I think is very depressing. That we've got legitimate candidates, a lot of them, people that have a chance to win the presidency. The one we talked about today, Tulsi Gabbard, who's a sitting United States senator, also a United States military officer. That is kind of where we're at, and a big part of it, as we close out, the reason is because the media now has a ban is no longer a legitimate media. It's, we no longer have legitimate journalism, which I define by factual reporting, balanced reporting, fair reporting, um, telling the truth, reporting the truth. No, what we've got are just um, left-wing media creating their own narrative and building stories around their own narrative, which is uh, anti-traditional America and pro-left-wing um, America or left-wingism. So that's been our topic today. I really appreciate you being here to, to listen, and it's been great to spend another, another day with you. And before we sign off, I want to give a big shout once again to our wonderful friends and sponsors, Glenn Tatum Septic Service, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic, com, Sheila Auto Repair, and Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video. Have a great day, friends. Talk to you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.